2: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami.
3: And I, I will tell you this, too. I don't know if you guys agree with me. Minnesota's a team that I would rather play. Minnesota is not your father's twins. This team has 299 home runs. They've got really good players. They play the game the right way. So what you've done in the past, it doesn't really apply to the guys on the Minnesota Twins right now. This is not a layup series. You just have to come out and play well.
4: You know, We obviously don't get to pick who we play. It certainly looks like it'll be New York. We understand the you know, the, the, the history. Uh, that's my history. It isn't Bracco Baldelli's history. It certainly isn't Nelson Cruz's history. So I, I think that'll be overblown. But organizationally, I, I just say it's time to slay the dragon, right? You know, so um, I, you know well, we look forward to the challenge.
1: Two hours, gentlemen, Mackie and Jeb with Rami on Ooh, the all-new man. Score North and the Score North mobile app, and and this is—I mean—the the wild card game was awesome two years ago, but I think the feeling as you line up for a five-game series heavyweight fight, you could argue that this is the most. This is one of the most heavyweight of all heavyweight fights in baseball history. I think history. it's the most heavyweight of all
5: heavyweight <laughs> fights in baseball history. I don't think that's exaggerating. I don't think that's hyperbole. I'm a guy who tries to stay away from those things. These, This is... Literally, the two most prolific offenses and home run hitting offenses yes. in the history of Major League Baseball going toe-to-toe
1: in a five-game series. I'm ready. Let's go.
5: let we just it start it now?
3: Let's just start I it, right it Should we just start the game right this Let's second? Let's just start it right now. Well, okay. the, game,
1: the game will start soon, in two hours, <laughs> and you will be able to hear it right here on Score North on AM 1500, where we will be running Twins playoff baseball games all month long. And so Mackie and Jub with Rami today... This is basically a Twins pregame show today for the next couple of hours, and we got our guy Judd Zolgad on the ground. He's been doing recon in the Twins clubhouse at Yankee Stadium. He's in the Bronx. He's going to be there all weekend. We've got a roster. We've got lineup. Should we just start with the Twins lineup? Yes. Let's just do it, Judd. It's
3: in, it's very intriguing, Phil. Very intriguing. It goes like this: Garver is batting first and catching. Polanco at short. Love it. Cruz DHing. Yes. Batting cleanup, and I want to get back to this, not because of where he's hitting, but because of where he's playing. Eddie Rosario's in right field. Sano's at third base. Max Kepler in center. And then 7-8-9. Marwin Gonzalez coming back. He's in left field. C.J. Crone at first base. Luis Rami is at second base. So he he is going to not only play, but get the start against James Paxton. And then, of course, as we talked about in depth on the uh, Thursday show, Jose Barrios will be the Twins' starting pitcher. But let's start with with this, boys. Your reaction to Marwin Gonzalez not playing, he should play, but being the uh, starting left fielder. Now, Marwin before this year hadn't played much right, but he played a lot of right in 2019. But for this game, the thought process clearly is he's going to play left, and Rosario, who ordinarily plays left, and a guy I wouldn't consider to be great in right field, gets the start in right at Yankee Stadium.
5: Yeah, I don't I don't quite... We talked about this a little earlier on the Score North AL Central Champions Twins show. First place, too.
1: First place and
3: AL Central <laughs> it's
5: Champions. Getting very, I it's guess, getting
1: very wordy. I guess what happens when they win the division apply. series against the Yankees? Do you the, have to add
5: another... Score North AL Central Champion <laughs> Division Series
3: victor... Twins just show. make it dragon-slaying, then. <laughs> just go with Dave St. Peter's dragon-slaying.
5: dragon-slaying twins show. We yes. got I actually in, like that. I some like fire that. sound effects and whatnot. But maybe just Gonzalez coming off the injury, give him a little bit less ground to cover in left field. Maybe that's what they're thinking. Other than that, I don't know why you decide to make this flip-flop now, in October, something you haven't really been doing all season long with Rosario and Wright. Why are you making that change now? It's somewhat confusing to me.
1: I don't know about you guys. I mean, well, I thought, and, 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 and so we're, we're going if to, you, if you missed Thad Levine earlier, we will play back some, if not all of that, on our show, because you guys talked to Thad Levine earlier. Yes. And he was, re- he was referring to the pitching staff when he said this, but I think it maybe applies to the lineup, too. It sounds like he used the word creative when describing how they're going to deploy pitchers in this series. I think they view regular season and playoffs as different entities. And so it doesn't surprise me that they're doing different things than maybe you would have seen in the regular season in a playoff game. But I don't, what we don't know is why. right? We don't, we're not going to know the why behind I mean, I almost I, – I thought when he talked about – because you, you kind of asked him, hey, you don't have to tell us who's going to start in game two, but do you guys know who's going to start in game two, right? And he, kinda, he basically said yes, but we're giving Rocco Baldelli free reign to do whatever he needs to do to win game one. And what flashed in my mind was, are these guys like lining up Barrios and Odo in Game One just to go all in, and you know maybe Odo in relief or something? Um, so when it when it applies to the lineup and what they're doing with pitching, I almost I'm curious because I think they've probably had some ideas and some concepts in their minds for for three years, and now we're going to get to see them deploy those concepts, right? I'm actually a little bit surprised that Arise is starting in this game. Yep, I would I would have bet a lot of money that they would give him another day. Uh, and that they would have gone righty-lefty against Paxton with Jonathan Scope playing second base, but here we are.
3: I I think, I guess, where I pause a little bit on the decision to put Rosario in right field where we know he's not exactly great is this. Marwin in left is fine, but if you were to ask me, big game, who who do I want to keep comfortable, you guys, at all costs? Rosario, I say absolutely. Mm -hmm. I I, want to put him at a position he is familiar with, Rosario strikes me as a guy who sometimes the moment becomes too big, and so I want him to be as comfortable as possible. Marwin to me, consummate pro, right? Like, I could play him at first base. I can play him. I could play him in right. I could play him in left. I could play him at third. I could move him to short. I know what I'm going to get. And so So I wonder if this move is not slightly too creative, because I'm all for being creative and be smart, but – these guys have been pretty good I think about putting human beings forget players but as people in positions to succeed where they're comfortable and Rosario being left alone to me in left especially here in the Bronx in right or in, no 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 if you leave him alone he, in you left should leave him alone. I'm saying oh, I'm, I, say, I you. I'm saying I'm saying if you. I play him in left he's as comfortable as possible this takes him and puts him in right and and unless this is done purely because there's concern about Gonzalez's oblique and somehow that's going to change in right because he has to make, you know, harder throws or try and throw guys out at the plate because he, he definitely has a really good arm. Yeah. Then I'm a little bit confused by that one.
1: The other thing too, I mean they they did uh and and we'll have the we'll have a full roster discussion here too, but I guess this kind of loops into it. They did keep one center fielder. Jake Cave is a center fielder and he is on the roster. They decided mm-hmm. They decided, I think, with Arise being on the roster, um, that was the end of Lamont Wade and J. Cave being on the roster. They were just going to pick one of the two center fielders. And I was kind of wondering are they going to put a more, uh, well, and again, as I say this, J. Cave can be a butcher in the outfield, but he's rangier than Max Kepler. Um, they answered that question by putting out this lineup. They're going offense. They're just oh, going yeah. offense. Yes, they're and sending, right they should. Yeah, they're putting Max Kepler. Max Kepler is not a center fielder, but he has played center field in the absence of Byron Buxton. He's not a center fielder, and he's banged up. And they're still putting him in center field uh, because they want to load up their lineup. Um, and also, it's a smaller ballpark, too. I don't know. I, I, maybe they would have put the same lineup out there if they were playing in a more spacious ballpark, if they were playing in Oakland or something. Um, but it is it is very telling that... The twins very much think, let's load the lineup as much as possible and let's kind of cross our fingers with starting pitching and then get to the bullpen and hopefully the game is close and the twins yep. can win with power in bullpen, right? Yeah, you're not gonna win you're not winning with defense in
5: the postseason. Not not this twins team. I mean, I don't I don't know that there is any baseball team that's winning
1: with defense in October. You know what's funny? Like previous twins matchups, when you look at the two thousand three and two thousand four twins against the Yankees, yeah. Really the the twins they won 90-plus games in large part during that era because of great defense and because they were solid up the middle and they had Torrey Hunter in center. But ultimately, the Yankees would come into those series with Jason Giambi and Gary Sheffield and Alex Rodriguez eventually in 2009, and they would just hit home runs all over the place, and they would hit doubles. Um, so it's this is this is a very different approach. And I'm with you. I mean, obviously, like you can't butcher defensively or you're going to lose games, but hitting a three-run homer is going to be more important, I think, Than anything, than like the gap between Jake Cave and Max Kepler defensively, put it that way.
5: I
3: agree with that. Yep.
1: No, home runs win in October. That's what wins you games in
5: October. For all the narratives and all the fairy tales about playing small ball and being able to go station to station and push runs across and play really good defense, home runs win in October. Home runs and bullpens are the two most important things
3: come October baseball. Which is why, too, that I don't think and I'm not saying that they didn't care and weren't concerned at times, but, you guys, I don't ever think that there was a time where this team actually sat down and said, our defense is leaky, because at times it has been. At times we've said, oh, this is very un-good Twins teams-like, right, Phil? Yeah. And and I don't think that Baldelli and Falvi and Levine and the brass ever really sat down and thought, okay, we've got to we've got to short this thing up because I think it all does go back to and and that's why I go back to this. I think that there is a prevailing theory that if Barrios can go five tonight and give up four, they're going to say, "Bravo, Jose, nice job." <laughs> I know, I'm dead serious. No, I know. Like I, know. I don't think that this has anything. When when I asked. Rogers and Duffy, the question yesterday about, isn't there a certain like pride here about go in and stop home runs and stuff? You know, cause now it's just like, Hey, it's going to be a 15 14 game. Rogers answer was, yeah, I take pride, but I know baseball in 2019. So I don't think that anybody with that team is thinking, boy, you know what? It'd be really fun to, to surprise them. Three, two, five, four, right. six, two or something like that. I think that they all know that this is very much. Probably the comparison going into that fantastic, fun Monday night game, Chiefs-Rams last year, where nobody is saying, you know what's going to be really good tonight? Our defense. Everybody's saying, okay, there's going to be a ton of runs scored, and that doesn't mean that pitching can fail you or defense can fail you, but if you put the priority there, it's probably, in their minds, the wrong place to put it.
1: Yeah, Rami, I think the pitching strategy in this series, it's less about shutdown, right? It's... It's damage control. Right. It's, can you, you're going to give up, there's, you're going to give up runs. For both you're teams. You're going to get runs. It's, For both teams. To carry the football analogy, they're going to move the ball between the 20s. Can you avoid walking an extra batter? Ben, don't break. That old right. that, that old defensive philosophy.
5: Bend, don't break. It's
6: prevent pitching. <laughs> <laughs> That's this series in a nutshell. Prevent pitching. And,
5: you're and playing cover
1: two. You're just trying to stop the deep play. That's yeah. all you're trying to do is stop the deep ball. And I think the the equivalent to uh, prevent pitching in baseball is if you're going to give up a home run to John Stanton, don't walk Brett Gardner in front of him. Right. right? Don't. If if Edwin Encarnacion is going to hit a ball 450 feet. You know, don't don't have walked the two guys in front of him to make it a three-run homer, and uh, and that's I mean this would be it'd be so tough being a pitcher in a series like this because like one bad pitch you you make one mistake and there's four guys in this lineup on either side Nelson Cruz Aaron Judge Edwin Encarnacion John Carlos Stanton that are going to hit a ball 475 feet and make you look terrible that series that World Series between the Astros and the Dodgers. You had some of the best pitchers in the world in that series. Kenley Jansen, uh, Ken Giles was a great reliever at that time. The Astros had a couple dudes. They couldn't get outs. They couldn't get outs because the lineups were so advanced. And uh, I think we're probably going to see something fairly similar in the series. On the on the roster, what did you guys make of... I don't want to talk about the
3: roster. Yeah, don't start with them. I don't want to talk about Why, because you your guy,
1: La Tortuga? yeah. Because my guy He wouldn't
3: talk me. to start the twin show today. I didn't talk for like, he's
1: going to be in the, do- I mean, he's most basically a glorified cheerleader. Right? He's like you know Mark what? Madsen. He's Mark that's Madsen. What I, that's and what now
5: he's him. a glorified cheerleader? I called him a bat boy. Judd referred to my guy as a fringe roster player earlier in the show. I said he's like the Why? kid he's not even fringe anymore. as he's just, a bat boy. He's a non-roster player Why guy now? are you guys trying to hurt my heart? <laughs> Why, what is this? I thought we were friends. I thought we were all one team,
3: one dream here. we you up, Rami. This is sports. We're trying to get that heart harder. Sorry, my heart belongs to Luis Araiz.
7: I mean, and there's only too. room
3: for one of them. I can love both.
5: I can love both. Okay,
1: I love both. So, okay, who would you have taken off? The
5: what would you have done to get your guy on the roster? CJ Crone. There's no need for CJ Crone to be on this team. Look at his numbers in September. What you get, what you hope to get from CJ Crone, you haven't gotten for a month now. He, had, uh, one, well, he, he, he hit one. He did hit one. One home run,
1: but it was last weekend. One
5: home run, but it was last weekend. Okay, great. So what? So that's like that's like. If, that's like saying my girlfriend didn't cheat on me until last weekend. What, like, what, wait, what? Like, like, well, she wrote really Like, no, you can't trust him. You can't trust him, and you can't trust your girlfriend who didn't cheat on you for a month until last
1: weekend. I'm not sure you, that's an apple. It's an apple. apples to apples.
3: Did she cheat with Clooney? Because if it's Clooney, I'm okay with no, it. No, she just cheated with some schlub off the
5: street. He just happened to be on the bar stool next to her last week. That's mm-hmm. all. He's not fetching at all. No. Okay. Are you saying
1: Whit Merrifield is a schlub? Yes!
5: That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but, but here's... You got one home run from the guy in September, and because it happened last weekend, you're
1: like, <laughs> it's sold. So, all right. Give me, I, give me CJ Krohn. I don't have a horse in this race because we're talking about the 25th roster spot, and ultimately I think this series is going to be decided by the Nelson Cruises and the Eddie Rosarios. And I and I, I also, if they, if they would have put... Let's say they would have made the move that you're talking about, I wouldn't rip them either way. Um, because I think there's value in having another guy on your team that just puts the ball in play. Williams Astadio has has a historically low strikeout rate, and I think there's value in that in the postseason. But you're playing in a band box, and, if they, and, and by the way, also, there is a jet stream out to right center field at that stadium. Pop-ups to right center field go out by 50 feet, and C.J. Krohn does a good job hitting the ball to opposite field. So if they think C.J. Crone at 70% can hit a few pop-ups to the outfield to right center field, he has a chance to hit a couple home runs in this series. Uh, Does he? williams Astadio? a power he can hit a couple can home runs in this series. Can I help you, too? Series?
3: Rami? Sure. Can I help you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. As we talked about on the Twins show. You guys are take, being hypocrites right now, but tenured, go ahead. They've taken four to five guys who are going to be playing somewhat hurt, Right. And 10 years ago, if one of those guys collapses on the field, they cart him off on a stretcher, and that guy can't be replaced. That's a problem. So I'm with you then. But now, worst case, let's say C.J. Crohn's thumb blows up or, or, um, or Arise gets hurt again. You can replace him with your guy, La Tortuga, and that means that the player who's replaced is out for the the rest of the series and the if the Twins advance, LCS. But the point being is it's not like your guy has no chance here because you are playing with guys who have a variety of injuries that could crop up again. So there's a chance before this series is done that a guy goes out and La Tortuga gets in. So I don't see a downside here to this.
5: We I don't just see if you couldn't replace him. Like we, I know we, he is. We just, there's no
3: real downside here, Ronnie. We
5: just talked about the fact that you constructed your postseason roster and your lineup with a focus on power, but on Phil's home right runs, on Phil, scoring runs. Phil's right. C.J. Crone had one home run in September. But, but one, you, you, and he's in the starting lineup. He's not who, just in the roster. He's on the okay, starting on, lineup. Wait, wait, wait.
3: Makes no sense. Okay, to well, Mackey's point before, who's got a better chance – of of popping up and oh my god, it goes out. La Tortuga CJ Crone. Or CJ Crone. Cron. Right. So that's why. Yeah.
1: Also here's
5: another let me let And me. I know La Tortuga doesn't have power. He's not he he doesn't go along with the philosophy that we're talking about either. He's got a sandwich. That's true. But and it's a really good sandwich I made. You can find it at scorenorth.com or on our YouTube page. Um <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the Scornoth mobile app I'll free to download. So
3: if here. if that was if that's what it came and down I read all my content at the because because right we're
5: we're all agreeing that the <laughs> backbone of this Twins team <laughs> is home runs, right? Power. Yes, that's that's the backbone of this yeah, Twins team just, going yeah. into yeah, October. Yes, neither CJ Crone or Williams Astadio necessarily fit that profile. If that's what it came down to, which guy is likely is more likely to do something for you offensively, based on what we've seen in the last thirty days since CJ Krohn's thumb flared up?
1: Well, CJ Cron fits that philosophy if he's healthy enough to fit. it. But he's not.
5: But, well, he but, hasn't shown any sign okay. except for one home run last weekend. Yeah, but but it's more important. You guys important are riding that one home run yeah, really hard. It's more no like it's power. Case.
1: No it's potential power. It's more important that he hit that home run last weekend than if he would have hit it two weeks ago. If he would have hit it two weeks ago, I'm with you, but but here's here's where I'm coming from on this. And again, if they had flip flopped this decision, I wouldn't rip them. I, I, I think, and I wouldn't rip them because of the, the, the same way I feel about C.J. Cron. I trust this front office. I trust Derek Falvey. I trust Thad Levine, and I trust Rocco Baldelli. I think those guys have they made perfect decisions. I do too. For but the if three didn't years, question them, it wouldn't make great radio. <laughs> no, That's fair, <laughs> but I think I think these guys like I. With the Terry Ryan front office, and that front office had a great run for 10 years, but I found myself regularly looking at their decisions saying, that doesn't make sense. And there's a track record the last five years of the team being terrible and the moves not making sense. Everything here adds up to these guys know what they're doing, and so I just assume they know more about C.J. Krohn's health and status, and they saw something in his pop against Kansas City last weekend that makes them hopeful he can do that once or twice at Yankee Stadium. And, so Phil, trying that
3: with it. and Phil, also, La Tortuga is here. Like, like the most valuable thing he brings is not his play. It's a towel. It's his, his personality. No, it's his leave. personality. No, he's no I will he, leave. These guys love him. No, I'm defending your guy, but I'm saying He's not a they, cheerleader. If they send he's him, he's a baseball player. What, what,
1: what Judd is saying is, if, Buddy has a great personality. He
3: does. And if they sent him home, I'd be like, whoa, that seems weird. But guess what? He's going to be there, and he and he's not a guy who's going to complain. So he's not going to be like, oh, I'm not playing. He is going to be here. And the other thing that I would would throw out and throw out and Phil I don't know if you would agree with me on this or not Rami will not agree (sighs) Rosario does some goofy stuff but he's a starter and has to play like you're not going to be like ah you're not going to play I I get that he's in okay but if you're going through if you're a very logical person analytically driven but you sort of get people and you're thinking to yourself okay Latortuga is a lot of fun to watch play and he makes some goofy plays that make us all laugh but who's got a chance to do something in a playoff game that could be a problem He'd be up there.
1: You're saying, you're saying La Tortuga is going to derail a playoff game?
3: No, I'm saying that he could make a play that you don't want. I, I'm saying I'm not worried about my defense being leaky, but there are some things that La Tortuga did throughout the course of this year that were great fun to watch. But I think his teammates might have been like, whoa, that was sort of weird.
1: This is peak Judd right here. There's this is peak Judd so right here panicking about.
3: Right, but I'm just saying that I want, I want, <laughs> this is why I want consummate professionals, which the Twins have a lot of, at a lot of positions. And I do think that for any shortcomings or injuries C.J. Crone might have, he, is, he was and is, if he can play, a starter, and he's a pretty good player, and I'm with you in the fact that there's a chance he is going to, to hit what begins as an infield fly-roll pop-up at Yankee Stadium yeah. that ends up in the first row in right field. So to me, it all sort of makes sense.
1: Yeah. Um, one more roster thing for you guys. How do you feel about Martin Perez out as a lefty and Kyle Gibson in. I'm assuming that that was, it was either that, Stay Shack was probably in the in the discussion there. Um, I, I could see, Martin Perez has been really good for the most part against lefties. He's also been mostly terrible overall over the past two months. Kyle Gibson hasn't been very good either the last two mm-hmm. months. So it feels kind of coin flippy to me and maybe the Twins are just looking... I mean, maybe they're looking at some of these guys. I mean, it's possible they're looking at John Carlos Stanton, right-handed hitter. I mean, they they could be getting as granular as, hey, if we're in a spot and it's extra innings and John Carlos Stanton's up, we just need someone who throws 96 miles an hour, and Kyle Gibson can do that in one inning.
5: There isn't isn't a huge difference in terms of the Yankees lineup versus lefties and righties, but it's a... a, I was reading an article, sort of a tale of the tape, of these two teams at The Athletic the other day, and there's about an 80-point difference in OPS... Between lefties and righties, they're better against lefties than they are against righties. So you didn't you didn't need both those guys. I thought it made sense to leave one of them off. And like you said,
3: it's kind of a coin flip. So to I
1: me. guess Smelzer's on, so I guess Smelzer was yeah. in that mix too. Sure, yes. yes.
3: And not to uh, spoil what Thad told us on the Twin Show, but he did say that, that when they went through, they basically came up with what two two Yankees left-handers that they're going to have to face consistently, and that's it in the lineup. So his point was, we really don't need that third Southpaw. Uh, And it became really, really clear in the last week of the year that Gibson was going to be given every chance to make this thing. And it probably didn't help Martin Perez's cause that he got two starts at the end of the year, back-to-backs against the Royals, and gave up eight earned runs, I believe, in eight innings or something like that. And so I think they basically said, you know, if if we had to have, if the Yankees were left-handed dominant, I think Martin Perez probably has to make it but they're not, so it probably became a pretty e- easy decision because I think by then end, Stashek was a shoe-in, and Smeltzer Smelzer was probably a, a sneaky shoe-in because the game that Jake started, Game 3 of the series of target field, where he got absolutely lit up. I, I think he gave up, what, Phil, nine earned runs and four in that game. Don't forget, it was Smeltzer that came in and pitched really well yeah. in that one.
1: Dude, I love Smeltzer, man. I think that guy... He's got it between the ears. Well, he's been
3: through so much, right? I mean, baseball, I mean, it's a big deal to him, but my God, he battled cancer as a kid.
1: For sure. He's been through life. So we we got Judd out in the Bronx, and we've got first pitch coming up here on Score North in about an hour and a half from right now. We are the home for Twins playoff baseball via ESPN Radio. And also, we're trying to give away $10,000. We got our Bombas away for 10K Challenge. And if you believe the Twins are going to hit a Bomba in the first game, then you better you better register now. Good chance they might. I'm guessing so. Yeah, Garber, yeah. Garber, so gets Garber's the leadoff guy.
5: Garber seems to be the
1: popular choice. That's who Wetmore said. That's who I'm saying. <laughs> uh, yep, Judd is. He's going to hit Garber. a pop fly. It's going to go well, out. Now that the lineup's out, here is how you can win ten thousand dollars. We're giving away a thousand dollars to someone who correctly identifies who hits the first playoff bomba for the Twins. If you en- if you register, you're entered. If you correctly predict who it is, if that first home run is a Grand Slam. The prize jumps to $10,000. You can register very easily through the Score North mobile app. It's free to download Apple Android devices. So that's step one. Download the Score North app. Step two, register. It'll prompt you. And step three, enter through listener rewards. You just type in the last name of the player that you think is going to hit the first bomba of the postseason for the Minnesota Twins. Again, if it's a Grand Slam, the prize jumps to $10,000. Get on it. It's free to download the Score North mobile app. You know who I think might be a smart play, Jorge Polanco, because everybody's thinking Garver.
5: You want to play the odds? See what happens is everybody who picks Garver goes into a pool. If Garver is the first one, then we're going to theoretically pick a name out of a hat, digitally speaking. Yeah. And so the that's going to be a bigger pool if everybody picks Garver. Polanco batting second. He's got some pop. He's also sandwiched right in between Garver and Cruz, and you gotta think Cruz is also gonna be a popular choice. I like the guy sandwiched right in between them who's going to get to the plate probably as many times as those two guys.
3: Also have (laughs) some
1: pop in his back. You know know who I like? Who do you like? CJ Krohn.
8: (laughs) I was waiting for that
3: one. (laughs) I was going to say it if you didn't. Take that, Rami Mack. I'm leaving.
1: Judd's out in the Bronx. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. We're going to talk to uh, well, you guys already did. We're going to run it back later this hour. Thad Levine, Twins General Manager, with some interesting thoughts on the Twin strategy. Also, think about this. If the Twins finally slay the Dragon, if they finally beat the Yankees, who's the hero of this series? Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all New Score North. But let's first talk about the best insurance company in the Twin Cities area, in the Minnesota area. An insurance company that has Minnesota roots going... Sorry, I was trying to adjust my mic there and it didn't work. I shut my mic off, but hey, I'm a professional, right? so here You're we okay. go. Yeah, <laughs> uh, It's Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Roots in Owatonna going back to the early 1900s and have been helping business owners for that exact period of time as well. So Federated is here to help you solve problems. They're here to help you uh, just have peace of mind, really, when you're, I mean, you're trying to focus on growing a business. You're trying to focus on keeping your employees happy and motivated, right? You can't think about the bad what ifs. You can't think about, man, well, what if this thing doesn't go the right way? Or what if there's a major issue here? That's the peace of mind you get with Federated, the experience and the relationship, the face-to-face relationship. Go to federatedinsurance.com to find your federated marketing representative and to find out about the industries Federated protects. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Mackie and Jeb with Rami, Yankees twins. Heavyweight fight, 90 minutes.
4: Well, I mean, he's right. It, it uh, You know, it's our history. It's, uh, it's the mid-2000s. Um,
9: you know, I... Obviously, this is two entirely different teams,
10: um, but yeah,
9: I mean, it, 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 it's Twins fans' history. There's no question about that, and it's uh, and it's pretty recent history in their minds. You
10: know who's starting game one?
2: Yes, are you have willing? a pretty good feeling about who's going to start game one? Are you willing to share that today? No, we're going to wait until uh, the very last minute to um, talk about what any of our players are going to be doing. And
1: now we know. We know who's starting Game 1. We know what the lineup is. That was Rocco Baldelli uh, a couple days ago. Uh, Jose Barrios starting Game 1. And the Twins lineup for tonight against the New York Yankees starts with Mitch Garver, and I just deleted the lineup, but I believe it's Mitch Garver, Jorge Polanco, uh, Nelson Cruz, Eddie Rosario in right field, Miguel Sano, Max Kepler, Marwin Gonzalez, CJ Krohn, Luis Araiz. Did you really just do that by memory? No, I found it halfway oh, okay. through. I got I got the first three off the top of my head and then I found it halfway I was through. Because I'm a professional broadcaster, damn it. I was almost impressed. That's right. Almost impressed. He's just young. I was the I was the two thousand eleven fresh no voice chance. of the Twin Cities, according to City <laughs> Pages.
3: Yep. Right. No, you were, yeah. Yep. There's no question right, about it. Exactly. I don't think I think that was then. the only
1: year of that award too. They're like, all right, this yeah. Just shut it down <laughs> after this. Nobody's ever gonna top Mackey. No. Just shut it down. Over. Yep. It's over. So we got Judd out in the Bronx, and by the way. Uh, Judd's got to walk to the stadium here, so Judd, if you have to leave mid segment, just literally leave mid segment because you have to go and. Should make I just sure that throw my
3: there. mic down so that all you hear is just this Drop bang it. Bang. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Rock style.
1: <laughs> yes, I want to hear the mic drop. But before you do walk over to Yankee Stadium, Judd Zilgad. And by the yeah. way, first pitch six oh seven on Score North on AM fifteen hundred right after our show is over.
3: Dan Shulman, too.
1: Dan Shulman and Chris Singleton that's on the call. Good, Dan Shulman nice is my favorite play-by-play guy. He's really good. He's really yes. good. Yeah. And we, and we talked with Chris Singleton earlier on the Score North AL Central Champions mm-hmm. Twin Show. So go find that if you're jonesing for some, uh, for some stuff. So if the twins slay the dragon, who's the hero of the series? Judd. Who's mm-hmm. the dragon slayer?
3: Yeah. You know what? I'm going to, just off the top of my head, I'm, I'm going to keep this as simple as possible. I think... It is Nelson Cruz, because it's going to revolve around offense, right? So, like, we're not going to get into, well, somebody made three great defensive plays. I'm going to go Nelson Cruz, who, who reminds me as much of the baseball equivalent of, of a really good, talented hockey captain as you could possibly get. Like, he's a great player still, but in the clubhouse, his impact is so huge. And there's nothing about this entire thing that's going to intimidate him. And because of that, his teammates, and you know this is also true of Gonzalez, but his teammates, and especially guys like Rosario and Polanco, can feed off that confidence. But I could see Nelson Cruz hitting three home runs, driving in a bunch of runs, and being the guy who basically, if things start to turn south at some point, goes, hell no, we're not done yet. There's just a quiet confidence there, a total package there, I can't describe it. It's filled with intangibles. It's nothing that he can come in and quantify and say, but he has the so-called it. So I think if, there is a, if there's a guy that we go, wow, that's impressive. And by the way, as I said on the Twins show, guys like Nelson Cruz are so on us And by that, they have, for all the Twins fans who are like, oh, this going to be the Twins and Yankees again, and the Twins are going to lose. It's not that Nelson Cruz just doesn't care about that. But if you look at how a guy like Baldelli, Cruz, and Gonzalez are wired, they are wired nothing like us. And I'm not insulting us. I'm just saying people like me always say, all right, what's going to be the derailment, right? What's around the corner? What's (laughs) the problem? Like like in your own
1: life?
5: No, no,
3: but you sort of do. You sort of do. I mean, I'm willing to come clean here. Just
5: a
1: penny on the railroad tracks.
3: Exactly. But when you're, you look, you're,
1: you're saying that Nelson Cruz I'm knows saying, that the Twins are going to beat the Yankees. I'm
3: saying Nelson Cruz exactly. And I'm saying that Nelson Cruz the the reason not to fear is not just because he doesn't care it's the Yankees. It's because his wiring is so different from ours that he isn't, he doesn't, I don't think, have the capability to hear our questions of, about playing New York. He doesn't have the capability to be like, oh yeah, I'm processing that. Oh yeah, you know, it, it is the Yankees. This is going to be yeah. tough. He is wired completely differently. And I think if there is a hero of this series who we go, wow, it's Nelson Cruz.
1: The difference between the way Judd and Nelson Cruz think about this series is Nelson Cruz thinks this is how we're going to beat the Yankees. Judd thinks, Oh my God! Nelson Cruz might slip on the dugout step and be out for the series.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Laugh all you want. That's not untrue.
1: <laughs> yes, I agree with you. Actually, we should judge. You should. Uh, you should just. You should go to Yankee Stadium. Yeah, get all out. All right, of here. boys. You're down the street right now. So I'll talk to you later. Here. All right,
5: but cool. If you were going to press me to pick one guy as far as who is going to be the hero of this series, the Dragon Slayer, I'd go with Taylor Rogers. But I think it's going to be the bullpen. As a whole, I think that because I mean Judd brings up some great points with Nelson Cruz, and I've been saying since I knew this team was getting to October that what would get them through October is bombas and bullpen that's what's that's what's going to fuel that's what's fueled the bomba bus up until now, and that's what's going to fuel it should it make a run through October, but if there is one guy who I think people are going to take notice of in this in this series, if the if If it goes right and if the Twins win it, it'll be Taylor Rodgers. That's a guy who I think you're going to see out there in a lot of big spots center stage, whether it's the eighth and ninth inning or whether they bring him in earlier for some high leverage, you know, white knuckle type of moments when you're going through the, the heart of the Yankees order and there are runners in scoring position. I think you're gonna see Taylor Rogers in a lot of big spots for this for this twins team. I think you're gonna see a lot of bullpen in general. So I would say the bullpen as a whole, if you cornered me into saying just one player, I'm gonna take the best guy out
1: of that bullpen and Taylor Rodgers. I think he is a stone faced killer out of that bullpen, man. Like no one knows anything about him. Yep he doesn't he doesn't have he doesn't really show a personality. He's very stoic, and I, I love that. I don't. Sometimes you look at some of these dudes. I mean, I brought I referenced Ken Giles earlier in the show. These these relievers who really wear it on their sleeve. Well, actually, the ultimate example, and he's the greatest reliever in Twins history, Joe Nathan. Mm-hmm. Joe Nathan. If you if you'd never watched baseball before, and you were just plopped down to say, hey, here's here's a uh, Twins and Yankees. And uh, what do you think of this guy? You'd be like, why is he so nervous all the time? <laughs> <laughs> is this his, is it, like, is his family being held captive or something <laughs> like, based on the result of this game? You know, just sweating. And, um, but I just love that Taylor Rogers gets out there. He, yeah, he's given up home runs because that's baseball in 2019. And he just sort of takes the ball back from the catcher or the umpire and goes back up on the mound. And he throws another pitch. He's got nasty stuff. He's got the demeanor. Tyler Duffy, I'm curious to see him on a big stage, too, because he's been great the last two or three months of the regular season. And, yes, they had to close out the division over that stretch, so the games did mean something. I think
5: Sergio Romo could be huge. He's the
1: one guy in that bullpen who's literally been there and done it before
5: in terms of bringing home a World Series trophy and playing a big part of a bullpen that played a big role in getting that World Series trophy. I think Sergio Romo could be big for this, yeah. this Twins team and that bullpen in this series.
1: But if we're going back to the question of who, if the Twins slay the Yankees, who's going to be the hero of the series or the face of the series, much like A.J. Pierzynski was kind of the face of the series the last time the Twins won a playoff series against the A's with the three-run homer. Yep. Uh, Kirby Puckett was the face of the 91 World Series. I can't get Eddie Rosario out of my head. He's just as likely to do something that loses a game for you. You know, getting getting caught trying to stretch a double into a triple, or airmailing a throw or something, trying to be too aggressive or having a bad at bat. But he loves the being in moment. the spotlight. Yep. There's there's not a guy in that clubhouse who's going to love more six o'clock tonight, national TV, everyone's watching let's get this thing ready to rock and roll, than Eddie Rosario. I remember a couple of weeks
5: ago, it was when I was on my staycation, but I came back and talked about it with Judd at the uh, conclusion of my staycation when he wanted Eddie Rosario benched for not running out a ball that ended up not being a home run, and I think it cost him a base. And I said, y- you're going to get that from Eddie Rosario. He's not always the most focused or locked-in guy, but he seems to be – completely and totally locked in in big moments. Rather than shrinking in those moments, he tends to to, to to lock himself in and really focus in those times. And I said, I don't know if you can harness that for a three-hour or more baseball game, but if, if what we've seen from Eddie Rosario in big moments, if you can harness that and, and get that focus out of him over the course of a
1: series or, or over the course of the playoffs, he could be huge for this team in October. Yeah. So we are Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. And the Twins and Yankees' first pitch can be heard right here on AM 1500 on Score North at 6.07. So we are basically a pregame show here tonight, and we're pumped for it. Tomorrow's game is at 4.07. Let's come back. Are there had supposed a... to be beers involved with pregaming? I mean... Or claws? If you've got some claws... There ain't no laws in the studio right now. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I'm going to run the liquor store. I'll be right back. Yeah, I'll look the other way let's for take today. Break. Twins are in the playoffs, man. <laughs> Twins are playing the damn Yankees, man. I'll be right back. Uh, you guys had a conversation with Twins GM Thad Levine on the Score North Twin Show earlier today. So if people missed it, let's come back and play a large chunk of that. Mackie up with Rami. But let's first talk about the best car dealership and service department in the Twin Cities. That would be Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard and uh, Luther Brookdale Toyota is the best combination of durable dependable vehicles people in the service department that will absolutely blow you away with their expertise and their knowledge I mean if you're not really a car guy which I know there's there's it's, it's kind of shameful for some reason if you're a guy you got to be a car guy I don't know I'm not I don't really know like I've never changed my own oil I'm really like that deficient when it comes to cars so it really helps me to have a service department where literally anything that goes wrong, whether it's minor or major, they got my back. And they've had my family's back for 30 plus years. I love my 2019 RAV4 XLE with the uh, Apple CarPlay system and even the, the built-in Entune system. It's just an amazing piece of technology in the middle console. Stop in for a test drive sometime this weekend. 694 in Brooklyn Boulevard and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. We'll catch up with Thad Levine if you missed it earlier next.
0: Jonathan here with this hour's Score North download. You can join Dan Tara and myself this Sunday afternoon as Minnesota United heads west to take on the Seattle Sounders with playoff positioning on the line Pre-game at 3 o'clock with kickoff at 325 right here on Score North on AM 1500. ScoreNorth.com and the free Score North mobile app. Vikings-Giants this weekend. The other Minnesota versus New York game going on this weekend in New York. The Giants, their injury report, Saquon Barkley, starting running back star, running back of the NFL right now, is out. Did not practice Wednesday and Thursday. Was limited in practice Friday, so the Vikings will not be taking on the Giants' number one running back, the Vikings. They'll be without Kentral Brothers again. He was out, limited practice all week. And then Mackenzie Alexander is also out, did not practice Thursday and Friday. That's your Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Jonathan Rami.
5: Thank you, Jonathan, on 1500 dot ScoreNorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Write that down coming up at 5 o'clock. And Mackie, dude, had this, a sinister laugh dude, throughout that entire oh break. My God about what he calls the worst bad beat in the history yes. of write that down the he won't tell us who not you won't hi- tell us who's the victim of it but apparently somebody makes was me the victim really nervous I know yeah. I was you're nervous I was sitting in here with him laughing like like <laughs> like a Marvel supervillain the whole break there's a luchador on TV I'm so
0: easily distracted why is there a luchador on Fox right now cuz they're promoing smackdown tonight yeah. Is that David Ortiz at a luchador it mask? It really is, I think. That
5: is. That's David. That's Big Poppy at a luchador mask on our TCL TVs here in the TCL broadcast studios.
1: Not hyperbole. The, we've been doing Write That Down for three or four years on this show. The single worst bad beat in the history of Write That Every. Down in 10 or 15 minutes. My
5: prediction is Manny. Just because of the season that he's had. Just because yeah, of, of the year that
0: he's had, his luck has been. I actually think it might be Rami here. You think so, Rami? The new guy, worst bad beat. I'm going Rami here.
5: I don't get. I don't get the feeling that it's me. Just sitting in the studio here with him while he was laughing about it for like three straight <laughs> minutes. I don't get the feeling that
1: it's me. You know that I played poker. For uh, that's a living true. For a while, that's too. true. Okay. I could. Be, I
5: could very well be wrong. Right. But I. I have a feeling it's not me. We'll right. find
1: out. Thad Levine, if you missed it earlier.
5: Running out of time to try and win $10,000, listeners of Score North. In the Bombas away for 10K sweepstakes, you have less than five hours to get your prediction in of who will hit the first playoff home run for the Twins. If you pick the right player, you're entered to win $1,000. If that first home run happens to be a Grand Slam, that prize jumps to $10,000. All you got to do, download the free Score North mobile app available for Apple and Android. Register on the app. Enter through listener rewards. It really is that easy to win 1000 or maybe even $10,000 from us here at Score North. Derek has pointed out I'm not eligible. Declan's not eligible. Judd's not eligible. Is Thad Levine, Twins GM, eligible <laughs> to win the possibly $10,000 day or what I, I guess I'm not the one that wrote the rules, but I would
10: think uh, MLB Executive of the Year candidates are also not eligible mm. for this prize. I'm sorry,
5: Thad. i sorry about that, Thad, but welcome to the show.
11: Oh, thanks for having
5: me on, guys. Anytime, anytime. Thad, when we were introduced to each other, I I threatened to boycott the Twins if Williams Estadio did not make the regular season roster. I'm not going to threaten a boycott for the postseason, even though he didn't make it. How much? Not necessarily about Williams Estadio, but how much discussion was there? How much? How long did it take you guys? And how difficult was it to to whittle this thing down to 25 for the ALDS starting tonight?
11: Well, yeah, I think ever since the season ended, it's been something we've talked about, and I, I we we had a lot of conversations over the last forty eight hours. A lot of those had to do with player health. Uh, we we started the conversation from a place of do we did we want to have thirteen position players or did we want to have thirteen pitchers? And I think that really whittled down to a desire at the end of the day to protect ourselves a little bit more on the offensive side. We, we do have a number of guys who are on the roster who are coming back from injuries. And we wanted to make sure that we had the ability uh, to give them the time they need inside of this series if, if that occasion arises. And so that made for some very tough decisions. I think when you, when you sit down, you, you start thinking through. And I think at the end of the day, we probably would have really liked to have had 27 or 28 active. We only get a chance to have 25. It left uh, two guys off in particular who had made some real significant contributions to this team in Astadio and Martin Perez. And really, uh, Martin Perez was left off for no other reason than the fact that, uh, by our count, New York has about two left-handed hitters we are going to see regular time in this series. And so we felt like getting the extra right-handed pitcher on the roster made a little bit more sense. Uh, the challenge for those guys is to stay sharp because we aspire to play more than just one series this postseason, and those two guys certainly may come back into play if we have a chance to advance. Sure.
10: that Thad, thanks for joining us, first of all, and I'll add, to where does this where does today rate for you in your career you've obviously had some postseason trips at a prior stop and there was the 17 wild card game do you do you even let yourself get reflective like that or do you just have too much to focus on right now as uh, the ALDS gets underway tonight
11: you know I think we we hope that our players draw on their previous experiences and I think it's no different from us you know that the playoffs, we, we get amped up too. You know, there's an, an air of enthusiasm and urgency and intensity that you don't feel in the regular season. Uh, you find yourself almost involuntarily counting down the outs, and it starts in the first inning where you start <laughs> breathe a sigh of relief when one's in the books and you got 26 more. And you know, you're trying to map it along with Derek Shelton and, and Rocco Baldelli and, and Wes Johnson as to how we're going to utilize our staff to get through these games. and You you just have such an immense respect for all the other teams that are in the playoffs, and certainly the one we're facing is extremely formidable. And so, you you want to see your guys rise to the occasion, hang in there, and you know I I believe that if if we're we're kind of head above water in the first three to five innings, we we may have a chance to let our offense really settle in and do some special things. So it's going to be a real exciting, entertaining uh, series, and I'm I become a fan of these things. You know, I'm sitting there, no different from every other fan kind of like hanging on every pitch and, and hoping for the best for the for the Twins.
3: Yeah, it's fun. Uh, so, Thad, uh, t- take us through the discussions and the decision to start Brios in this game. Obviously, he came in in relief of Irv Santana in the wild card game a couple years back. Uh, but how how much more embolden were you guys to start him in this game tonight, g- given the fact that after a very rough August and first start in September, that he did come back and pitch well? How how much how much did that play a factor in giving you guys confidence that this was the guy to take the ball in Game One of the series?
11: Well, I think you do rely on track record, and and that's part of the conversation. But you bring up an excellent point. You do want guys going into the playoffs with some degree of momentum. So I do think it was important that we saw him have those starts down the stretch that really were more vintage Jose Burrios starts. It really came down to, you know, I think we feel we have a ton of respect for what he's contributed to this team as as so many of our starters, and Jake Odorizzi was certainly part of that conversation. I think when we really looked at it very closely, uh, we felt like Burrios was the best start for, for game one. But I, my expectation is we've got a 12-man pitching staff, and we're going to deploy these guys very aggressively and very creatively over the course of the next three to five games in an effort to try to win. So while Burrios is starting game one, Jake's going to have a great opportunity to contribute as will really the rest of our staff. And I think that's going to be one of the fun things to watch in this series is exactly how many pitchers we use and in what situations. But we've got a lot of rookies on, on this team. Quite a few of them will be coming out of the pen. They'll be getting their first taste of playoff games. Jose Burrios was here before, as you mentioned. He got the pitch and relief of Irvin Santana. And I think another game, that he's mentioned openly that he's drawing on is the game he had in, in Puerto Rico when he was pitching in front of his home country crowd. And I think there was a lot of emotions he tried to harness there. And we all know that he had one of his best starts in his major league career in that game. So he was able to do that. That was a huge game for him. I think he'll be drawing on that experience when he toes the
5: rubber tonight. Talking with Twins GM Thad Levine here on the Score North AL Central Champions Twins show on fifteen hundred and the new Score North mobile app. When when you guys c- coming into this series, I know I know me Thad. I look at this and I say probably wh- whichever bullpen performs better is going to walk away with the series victory. Is that is that how you see this?
11: We're kind of looking at whichever team scores more runs at the end of the day, man. <laughs> uh, we, we are, you know, I think there's going to be so many elements of this series that you're going to watch. It you know, it, it is a little bit of a battle of the starters versus the starters, the relievers versus the relievers, and then the offenses. If if the regular season is any indication of how these games are going to go, your point's excellent. You know, these games are going to be decided late. They're going to be decided by late, late inning heroics, which may come from an unexpected reliever or may come from a bat in the lineup. I think one thing that may be a little bit underestimated about our team is just how strong our bullpen was second half of the year when we, when we solidified some of the roles. And, you know, we've seen the emergence. I mean, we all know the contributions that Taylor Rogers and Sergio Romo have had, but the emergences of guys like Trevor May and Tyler Duffy and Cody Stashak and Zach Latell. Uh you know, and then the late late season contributions from guys like Gratterall, I, I do think they're not household names, uh, but they these guys have really performed extremely well. And I think we're hoping that they don't know better when they tow the rubber here in Yankee Stadium that they're on one of the biggest stages they've ever been on. But we're gonna put a lot of faith in that cr- that core. And despite the fact that the Yankees have a lot of more household names, I do think that we will be very competitive with them from a bullpen perspective.
10: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, the last six, eight weeks has been sensational for that group of guys you just mentioned. I'm I'm, I'm curious because another guy who's basically been there all year, except for the two wrist injuries, that'd be Nelson Cruz. Um, of course, you have a history with him, Thad. Take me back to the winter when you guys uh, decided that you were going to pursue him and then ultimately you were successful in that pursuit Did you or any of your mates in the front office? Did you envision that it could possibly go this well when you put pen to paper with Nelson Cruz in the winter?
11: You know, I got to give Nelson a ton of credit when when we spoke to both Nelson and his agent this offseason. He he basically enlightened us that he was hopeful to play on a playoff contending team, Uh, and you know, obviously he was looking for the best deal he could get. But then he was talking, you know. when the dust settled, he was talking to the Tampa Bay Rays, to the Houston Astros, and the Minnesota Twins. And at that point, we thought internally for a second, well, if the, the Houston Astros are in the mix here, we may really have to outbid them. And his agent assured us that he he himself, Nelson Cruz, viewed us as as much of a formidable playoff contender as the Houston Astros. And I will say this, I think that was one of the first times this offseason that we really felt we had outside validation that this team may be ready to strike, so he was very prescient in those, in those comments and then he's backed him up since he's been here. I, I can't appreciate what he's done for this franchise enough. I think we all see the, the prolific power on the field as it speaks for itself, but this guy's tireless pursuit of preparation, I think has really rubbed off on some of our key players. We're hopeful that would happen. I think we've seen it happen now and, and you see guys like Miguel Snow giving so much credit to the impact that that then Nelson Cruz and others have had on him. And then secondarily, I think, you know, he enjoys the game. And I hope our fans really enjoy watching him play and the energy and enthusiasm and personality that he's infused in our team and given some of our young players, the freedom to be themselves out there. And I think that's been a real gift he's given them. And he, and he's been a model for that. And and really it's played so well for this young group of players who've collectively taken such a nice step forward.
3: If that uh, take us through to, uh, the, the decision to go with with not only thirteen position players but also with Adrianza, you, you now have four guys who basically ended the season as uh, potential injury question marks, and and I, I understand that if they if one of them goes down or more that they can be replaced during the course of the series. But just the thought process of sort of taking that chance w- with the payoff being if they are able to contribute. Uh, in this series if they probably are your best players of those four as opposed to you know taking a guy who didn't make it and saying well he's healthy so Adrianza's off the roster and that guy is on just that thought process
11: you know I I think it came down to exactly what you just detailed there which was we, we went through so many iterations of this and we went through the iteration of okay if we played it safe at every turn what does this roster look like you know, and we maybe remove some of the guys who hadn't played in the last seven to, to fifteen games and, and we were you know, replaced them with guys who are healthy, but you know, a little bit safer plays, the the floors may be higher but the ceilings may be a little bit lower. And then you look across the way and you look at the, the roster you anticipate the New York Yankees to put forth and you think, hey, we're gonna have to take some risks and we're gonna have to take some chances. And there's also a sentiment of these were the guys who got us where we are today. These are the guys who put together this 101-win uh, team. We had to ride them at this point. And so we're going to take some chances. You know, We just didn't foresee moving forward without guys like Kepler and Marwin Gonzalez. And, and you know, Rias coming back was just such a, a, an amazing blessing for us. And then Adrian's has really been such a huge part of this. And he's a little bit of the glue that holds it all together. He gives us so much coverage at different positions that in the event, as you said, if somebody, ideally we don't lose anybody to injury, but if somebody maybe can't can't go five consecutive games or certainly can't go nine innings in five consecutive games, we've got a guy like uh, Adrianza who could come off the bench, play so many different positions and spell guys. So it was kind of putting all those pieces together of that puzzle, but with mm-hmm. just an immense respect for the opposition and realizing we're going to have to take some chances to try to beat these, this team, and we're prepared
3: to do that. Last thing, was the Chrome call tough just because he has struggled with that thumb for an extended period of time? And I know he did hit the home run in Kansas City, but he definitely had a dip, I think, from around July 1st or so because of the thumb. Was that decision tough to keep him on the roster at all? You know, we we spent,
11: (laughs) I, I think this may be a reflection of just how significant some of our other issues were that we really, you know, we saw what he was able to deliver late in the season, and we understand he's not 100%. Don't get me wrong. Like we we think he's been gutting it out, and you know his pain threshold is so prominent that he's been able to play. Most people probably would have had to take a DL stint at some point there, uh, but it's been a blessing that he was able to keep playing, especially in light of the injuries we had down the stretch. I think we know what he brings to the table. He's he's got he's got significant power, uh, also a function of playing in Tampa last year. He's got a lot of experience playing in Yankee Stadium, which is you know certainly a factor for us and. He's a very good defensive first baseman. We also have other other guys who will be able to cover us at that position in the event that he can't go every game, but our medical staff has done such a great job of keeping him on the field that we feel in a five-game series with two off days and the ability to play other guys over there if need be, that, that C.J. is going to be able to make real contributions in this series.
5: Fat, I know that Rocco wasn't telling us the rest of the ALDS rotation, and I understand, and I don't. I don't want that information put out there. I just want to know: Do you guys know, or is it still up in the air? What's going to happen with the pitching staff throughout the rest of
11: this series? So you know, I, I think you hear a lot of conversations in some of the other uh, series that have already started of of staffs talking about scripting things out, and you have a script and and. We're no different from every other team. We do have a vision of what that could look like. We do have a script of what the first three or four games could look like. But I think what we're trying to do, and we're not trying to be coy, it's more reactive. Like We also recognize that we are going to give Rocco and Derek Shelton and Wes Johnson complete freedom to use the assets they need to use in Game 1 to try to win Game 1, and then ultimately same in Game 2. That may then change the landscape of technically who's starting games. But we got a 12-man staff, and I think we're going to use it very liberally towards trying to win. Uh, How we use them sequentially, I think, is a little secondary to exactly how we use them in a spirit towards trying to win baseball games.
5: That's Twins GM Thad Levine. You can hear the ALDS right here on Score North on 1500, and throughout the postseason you'll hear Twins baseball right here on Score North. Thad, hell of a regular season. It's been a lot of fun covering it. Hopefully the ride continues through October. Appreciate the time. Thank you, Thad. The fun begins now, fellas. Thanks that's, for having me on. That's right. <laughs> Anytime. Thanks, Dad. We appreciate it.
1: All right, that was that was from the Scornath Twin Show earlier today, which by the way, if you haven't subscribed yet or if you don't listen live, the Scorn Twin Show is a five day a week twin show during the season anyways. It'll still be plentiful in the off season, but Apple Spotify Scornoth mobile app, when we come back, it's our weekly prediction segment and an accountability session. Write that down. Where no hyperbole I'm nervous. We have the worst bad beat in the history of the segment when we come back. I'm so nervous about Mackie and Judd with Robbie. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's
2: fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three, four. It's Mackie and Judd with with Rami.
8: I never so remember that. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write
1: that down. All right. This is it. Write that down. One of our favorite segments that we do here in an accountability session. And it's a unique segment because most sports talk shows, most talking head shows out there, you see these ESPN shows everywhere, right? They're They're throwing predictions out. And they're just willy nilly, and no one ever comes back to check them on it. Well, we keep track of our batting. I told you there is on one show. other
5: show that stole this idea from us. It is the NBA on TNT. They start. They have like a wall now, and they 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 write a prediction on a post it, and they stick it up on the on the prediction wall. Okay, well, so, but we were
1: doing it first. Yeah, you can uh, you can send your royalty checks to Score North. It's, uh, Score North. <laughs> yes, S-K-O-R-North. Charles Barkley. S K O R North. All right, give us that money. So here's the beauty of this accountability session. And, oh, we're going to bring Judd in here. Judd's inside Yankee Stadium right now. <laughs> <In the laughs> yeah, where are you, Judd, inside that, Yankee Stadium?
6: I am in the press box, and the organ music is playing, and it's absolutely glorious. Okay. Man, I love the organ music. Let's get rid of the rock and roll. I love rock and roll, but I love the organ music.
1: I mean, real quick, before we get into the, by the way, we have the single worst bad beats I've ever <laughs> seen in Write That Down history and we're going to get to that shortly. But, Judge, can you, can you set the scene here? We're less than one hour away from first pitch, which you can hear right here on Score North. Twins, Yankees, heavyweight fight. What's the vibe out there? You were just on the field like 10 minutes ago.
6: Um, it's, I, I was on the field when the Twins were uh, taking batting practice. The vibe is, I would say, intensity, but, not, but constructive, if that makes sense. The boys don't seem to be very afraid. They seem they seem how can I how can I put this properly intense if that makes sense. So there's an air of anticipation, but it's not an air of it's not an air of fear anticipation. It's an air of of anticipation. I should make note, and I talked about this on uh, the on the score video that you can find at the score on our Twitter account right now. Uh, there was a bit of a breeze blowing from left to right field as well. So uh, we could be in for some pop flies carrying out of this ballpark very quickly tonight to right field. Okay.
7: All
5: right. So more home runs than usual at Yankee Stadium. It is bomba season. That's bomba season weather from what I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. Bomba season. A A
6: glorious night here in the Bronx, but definitely a fall chill, chill, a World Series type of chill in the air tonight. I hate in bomba
1: all right, let's go through it here. so do you guys want do you guys want to rip the bandit off right away? No let's or do save you, it. Do you want it make to... us wait make us make
5: us sit through this and cringe okay. until you get to the worst bad beat in the history of write that down. all right. so
1: you'll know that if your name is called last r i p right, okay. Well, let's start with me. It was right. it wasn't me. Okay. okay? But I I've, knew it uh, wasn't you because you were way too happy yeah. about it to be you. I did have a bad week. I incorrectly predicted that Mitch Trubisky would throw a pick six to Everson Griffin. Mm-hmm. That uh Jonathan Scope would hit thirty bombs or more as a twin. Mm-hmm. And that Bruce Dar okay. Gradro. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna put Judd on hold just because of the background <laughs> noise. But Judd can still hear us, so we'll bring Judd back in. Um Jonathan Scope will hit thirty or more home runs as a twin. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Dar Gradroll would have a sub three ERA for the twins this season. He did not have any of those things. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to Manny. Manny's not here today, but man. It's not Manny. It's not Manny. I'm I'm all right, we're gonna put actually we're gonna bring Judd back in just so he can comment on stuff. Oh, but man. if the organ gets too loud, Jonathan, you can just pot it down or whatever. All right. M- Manny said Mitch Trubisky would throw a pick six against the Vikings on uh Sunday. Gradwell would be called up by the end of the season and would convert at least one save. He did not convert a save. And that Marwin Gonzalez would hit at least twenty bombs for the twins this season, but Manny rebounded. Manny rebounded. He said Dalvin Cook would not rush for 100 yards against the Bears. He said the Twins would win the AL Central by at least five games. And he correctly predicted that the Tennessee Volunteers would not play last weekend. Really counting that one? We're going to count that. How are we going
5: to count that? You can't count that one. Why can't you count it? Because, first of all... It was a fourth fourth prediction. And it it was a fourth prediction, and that's a foregone conclusion. But you know what? Manny's having such a bad season. Let him have it. Johnny's not taking the batting title from you. I assure you, Manny is not taking the batting title from you. I might. Manny is not. <laughs>
1: All right, Jonathan, you are off the hook as well for the man. greatest bad beat in history. It's either me or Judd, huh? John, man, I was well, we got the listeners too. Uh, oh, Jonathan, man. you said you said Cordell Patterson would return a kickoff for a touchdown. Oh. Nope. did not happen. Let's go through our listeners real quick here. Uh, That's all. That was it for John. That was a great week. Uh, Jeremy said the Twins would be the first team to break the single season home run record, but he parlayed it and said, in true Minnesota sports fashion, the Yankees would come over the top and they would hold the record at the end of the year. The Twins held strong. Frank said Nelson Cruz and Max Kepler would both hit 40 bombs. Uh, Joe H. said the Twins would make the playoffs, but the Loons would not. dare him. Let's see, Brian, this is a great one. Brian correctly said Craig Kimbrell would finish the season with a higher ERA than at least 12 Twins pitchers who pitched more innings than him this season. And he was correct. Wow. Wow. He was correct. Wow. All right. That brings us. I hope it's me. (laughs) Robbie hopes it's not him. Judd
0: wants this so bad. I want it to be me.
1: Let's go next to Judd's prediction. No.
7: Yes! I called it. I called it. No. I, called
0: it.
1: no. I, I wanted this. I wanted the title. Judd, you said Harrison Smith would have a pick six oh, on no. Sunday. What did I do? That Kirk Cousins I the title. Kirk Cousins would have a pick six on Sunday. What that, did I do? That La Tortuga would hit 320 or better. No. But you did say correctly that Joe Madden's in his final season as manager of the Chicago Cubs. Oh, I'm
7: <laughs>
6: falling apart. Like season.
1: And now we, so now we get to Rami. Now we get to Rami's predictions. <laughs> Damn it. All right, Rami, you said uh, the Twins would win the division by at least four games. Okay. All right, congratulations. All right. You said the Vikings would lose on Sunday, but that Kirk Cousins would turn the ball over three times. <laughs> he did not. He almost okay. did. <laughs> he tried. And you said, and this is, we've honestly, like, we've been doing this segment for what, Judge? Three or four years now? At least. Let's say four years. This is yeah. no hyperbole, the worst bad beat I've ever seen in write that down history. <laughs> what? It was a three item parlay. Rami oh, said man. Rami said Taylor Rogers this season would have a sub two fifty ERA. Actually, you know what? The I'm sorry. It uh No no, no. you I'm sorry, no, you said a sub two eighty ERA, a sub two eighty ERA. All right. And it was two and it was two sixty one. Okay. So far so good. You you said he would have 80 plus strikeouts. All right. He had 90. Okay. And that he would have a whip under 1. Oh man. A whip under 1. Are you one. kidding me? His whip was exactly 1. of here. Oh. Are
6: you kidding me? Are you kidding me?
7: Oh. Are you serious? Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. I'd Don't Rami swear. Dude.
7: Swear. I'm
1: so sorry. <laughs> but it's wrong. Mm. It I, it's wrong. It is It's <laughs> wrong. It's the worst bad beat oh, my in goodness. the history of write that down. <laughs> the whip got me his and he whip, finished exactly one. His whip would be under one and it was exactly one. Taylor, you couldn't have given up one less hit, <laughs> one less walk, just just one less, just
5: so one bad. less. You know what the problem was,
1: Tommy?
6: What? The problem was all of those times what the handful of times that Rocco used him on back-to-back days. If he doesn't do that, you're right.
1: So it's, yeah, Rocco, it's so Rocco Baldelli is a bad manager. Is what is what led to this. He's a
6: bad right. He's a bad right, that down manager because if he didn't use him on back to back games, like just once, you would have been right.
1: Yep. So damn. Sorry, Rami. Um, wow. I feel so bad for. I feel terrible. For I should
5: have said one or under. What? Yes, you should have. You
1: pulled a Judd Zolgad and you were yeah. wrong. All right. All right. Let's start with Judd Zolgan out in the Bronx. You get the first. We'll take three rounds, three chips around here, and Manny is not here to make predictions, so uh, Ross Brendel is going to make predictions as if he were Manny. As if he were Manny. All right, we'll start with Judd. We'll go around the room.
8: Write it down. You like writing things down.
6: All right, I'll start with this one. Nelson Cruz will hit a home run in game one tonight where I'm sitting at Yankee Stadium. Nelson Cruz will hit a home run in game one of the American League Division
5: Series. He will homer tonight. All right get out there. Write this down. All right. Am I up next? Uh, yeah, let's go to Rami next. All right. all I know this is a uh, Twins pregame show, but with all the Vikings drama this week, I'm going all Vikings. <laughs> Am I write That down predictions are going to get more severe as we go. Okay. This one isn't going to, it's not going to shake the earth at all. This isn't going to register on the Richter scale, but write this down. Vikings lose Sunday. I'm going to wow. start nice
1: and simple, dude. If that happens, Vikings lose to the Giants. over if that happens. Yep. Their they're season's on the line. The NFC. Look at the NFC right now: Rams, Seahawks, yeah, Packers, Bears. I mean, there's yep. I mean, the Niners are undefeated, right? What'd you say, Judd?
6: I said if that if they lose on Sunday at MetLife Stadium, burn it down. We're going to have a week of turmoil. <laughs> worse than this week. This has been
8: turmoil. That'll be worse. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Over to Jonathan.
0: Write this down, boys. Kirk Cousins will throw for at least 250 yards on Sunday.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, like, so if it's garbage time, you're still counting it.
8: Yep. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down.
1: All right, now this is Ross Brendel making predictions on behalf of Manny Hill, but Manny Hill has no idea that you're doing this, so we're just going to saddle him with these predictions. (laughs) Manny never got his picks in. I did do my best. Gentlemen. All right.
2: To get in the frame of mind of being Manny. Okay. What picks would Manny make? Manny needs to raise that batting average. So we went with some simpler ones, except for the first one. My vols, again, I'm Manny. <laughs> they're at home tomorrow evening against number three, Georgia. Georgia, gentlemen, is favored by twenty four and a half points. For no reason in particular, the Vols will play inspired tomorrow. Inspired just enough to lose by less than 24.5 points. Okay, so
1: Vols will cover. The Vols will cover tomorrow. I think Manny's been wrong on every one of his Vols predictions, except that they will have no game during their bye week. So.
8: <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things now. Write this down.
1: All right, I'm going to go Twins predictions here. I'm in the ALDS spirit. Taylor Rogers, I'm going to take a stab at a Taylor Rogers prediction, Rami. Taylor Rogers will not allow an earned run in the ALDS, and he will pitch at least twice. He'll pitch at least twice in the ALDS, and he will not allow a run. Write this down. An earned run. Write it down. You like writing things down. His whip is going to be under five. (laughs) I hate you. All right, back out to the Bronx where Judd is at Yankee Stadium.
6: I'm continuing in my Twins ALDS predictions. The Twins will win at least one game in New York in these first two.
7: Ooh. The twins
6: will come out of here with at least one win in the first two games. I'm not saying which
7: game. Okay.
6: I think they'll win tonight, but I don't want to put that. I, that's too Judd-like. I'm not going to pigeonhole myself.
7: Okay.
8: Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down.
5: Back
1: to Rami. Kirk Cousins,
5: write this down, will be benched before week nine.
1: Whoa! Oh, okay, okay. So, I love this. So this means for non-injury reasons, and would you mean bench? Like, can we have be, in the game? He will be benched. He will. He will not start a Vikings
5: football game before week nine. Okay. In okay, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna make the same mistake twice. On or before week nine, so week nine included, he will be benched on or before week nine. Okay. All right.
0: Write it down. You like writing things down.
1: Back to Jonathan.
0: Uh, Another Vikings one here for me. Stefan Diggs will touch the ball at least seven times on Sunday. Write
8: this down. Write it down. You like writing things down.
1: Back to Ross. And that means like in plays, right? We're not counting Mm -hmm. if he just goes and picks up
2: an
8: incomplete (laughs) pass off the
1: ground. Okay.
0: (laughs) I'm not counting all those.
1: Okay. Back to Ross picking as Manny.
2: Manny doesn't care who throws it. It can be a running back, it can be Sean Mannion, it can be Kirk Cousins but Irv Smith Jr. will record his first NFL touchdown reception on Sunday against the New York Giants. Ooh, I like it. Write
8: it down. You like writing things down. Write this down.
1: Write this down. Nelson Cruz hits at least three home runs in this series against the New York Yankees.
8: Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down.
6: Back
1: to Judd out in New York.
8: Hey, guys, that's, if Ross is
6: going to pick as Manny, he's got to get deliver it like, like him.
1: Like, well, we had a debate Ross. about that. All right. All right. Ross, you have to do the Manny voice then for your last prediction. Okay. I
2: was told not to bite the hand that feeds you. <laughs> right. and off oh, the,
6: no. Go right ahead.
2: Off, off the air, I was told in no uncertain terms, if I want to report to work on Monday, I can't do the
6: voice. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> All, right. All right. Back to right. Chapman will blow at least one save in this series. Wow. Araldus Chapman, the Yankees flame-throwing lefty who helped Rami's Cubs win a World Series, will blow at least one save in this series.
5: Write it down. All, All right. right, back to Rami.
8: Write this down.
5: Write this down. Mike Zimmer will be fired Jeez. <laughs> before their Week Eleven football game. What?
1: Wow! Before <laughs> Week Eleven, <laughs> dude. What? <laughs> yep.
0: Just Write it loving down. this so much right now.
1: Write that down. Listen uh, to Judd's cackle uh, right now.
0: <laughs> you just made Judd such a happy man right now with that prediction.
6: Rami just dropped a chaos bomb right in that studio. The yes, TV I did. The studio will never be the same. <laughs> well, you're not, you're you're not line here, line
5: Judd, so I figured down. I better fill that void. <laughs> I'm, I'm dropping I'll give
6: you a big sloppy
0: kiss if
1: sitting across from you right now. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're not. I'm glad you're in the Bronx. All right, back to Jonathan.
0: <laughs> uh write this down. The Rock, who will appear on Friday night Smackdown, which is live on Fox tonight, will announce a match for himself at some point tonight. Okay. Are you the match being... won't be tonight, but he will announce tonight. There, he will be in a match. Okay. Are, Are you, you being paid by somebody? Fox? By no, the way, I was just letting people know. Yeah, why did you
5: promo Fox? You're like it'll be because everybody Fox. has to know. Fair tonight life. on Fox, which That's by the way the is the new home of
1: SmackDown <laughs> <laughs> and the NFL on Sundays. In fact, we have a luchador coming in. studio <laughs> <laughs> next. Ray everybody Mysterio has to Jr. have a luchador.
8: Write this down.
1: All right, back to Ross picking as Manny. Jonathan Scope. <laughs>
2: Will hit a home run at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John, I tried.
7: John, let's go. No,
2: no, no. Will hit a home run at Yankee Stadium in the. <laughs> I sound like Kramer doing movie phone on side phone. <laughs> Jonathan
8: Scope will hit a home run at Yankee Stadium in the ALDS. Uh. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. All right.
1: You know what, Jonathan? The Rock's opponent in that match that you predict yes. will be Stone Cold Steve yes. Austin.
8: Yes. Bring
1: them both back. I'm Stone Cold's in great shape right now. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. First pitch for Twins Yankees right here on Score North on AM fifteen hundred is coming up in about thirty minutes or so.
4: You obviously you don't get to pick who we play it certainly looks like it'll be New York we understand the you know the, the, the history uh, that's my history it isn't Rocco Baldelli's history it certainly isn't Nelson Cruz's history so I, I think that'll be overblown but organizationally I, I just say it's time to slay the dragon right you know so um, I you know well, we look forward to the challenge
3: and I, I will tell you this too. I don't know if you guys agree with me. Minnesota's a team that I would rather play. Minnesota is not your father's twins. This team has 299 home runs. They've got really good players. They play the game the right way. So what you've done in the past, it doesn't really apply to the guys on the Minnesota Twins right now. This is not a layup series. You just have to come out and play well.
5: Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and that handy-dandy, nifty, and totally free Score North mobile app. Go get it if you don't have it already. You heard there Dave St. Peter joining us on Mackie and Judd with Rami last week, looking ahead to this series with the Yankees that starts tonight and saying Slay the Dragon and very educated Michael Kay, who obviously knows what he's talking about when it comes to the Minnesota Twins. <laughs>
1: I'm already laughing. I'm actually still laughing at your bad beat.
5: (laughs) This is going to cheer me up. (laughs) This right here, this phone call right here is going to cheer me up. So I, I wanted to talk some Yankees and Twins. So I did, I did what sports fans do when you want to talk about your favorite team in a playoff series, right? Call the Pope. You call the Pope. You call Mike Francesa, which is what I did yesterday to talk Yankees and Twins on WFAN in New York.
12: Rob joins us. What's up, Rob?
5: Uh, hey, Mike, how you doing? Long time, first time, Good. long time. Sorry, I'm a little nervous. What's up, bro? Relax. Hey, uh, I'm, I listen from Minnesota all the time. Huge fan of the show. And I just got to say, I don't want to get into a big thing with you, Mike, but... I feel like you're selling us a little bit short and not giving us a chance. No, I am selling you short. Year. You
12: guys never do anything in the postseason. I completely have a bias that you guys, uh, that I, I admit that I don't ever expect the Twins to beat the Yankees in the playoffs. So I, get, I, admit I, get, that. I get that, Mike. I know the
5: history. And the
12: reason why is because you guys never do. So, I, I mean, I, I and I listen, and I think this team is better. I'd be the first to admit that this team is better. But it's not. My theory is, and until it's proven wrong, and it's never been proved wrong in this matchup, is that until you can outpitch the team, it's hard to upset them. And I don't think you guys can outpitch the Yankees. No, that's I don't where think it gets we're good. gonna
5: outpitch the Yankees either. I, I don't need to tell you. So that. to outslug
12: when yes. you're an underdog, it's very to, hard to outslug the opponent. We're gonna have, gonna very have to hard.
5: outslug them, Mike. I don't need to tell you we got right. Nelson Cruz. And that's very got, and those
12: are very yeah. rare upsets. But we got yeah.
5: four, it, we got four other guys besides Nelson Cruz that hit 30 home runs. We got Trevor Plouf at third base. We got Jason Right,
12: Trublin, I understand that, but field, you know, man, but the question man, is, can you I get mean, anybody out? Mike Redmond. is Listen, we all know you guys can the hit the home runs,
5: the ball this year. Mike, Mike, Mike but your, Redmond, your, your lineup's not better than the Yankees.
12: Uh, we're, Take we're, a breath. Your lineup's not better than the Yankees. We're just
5: as good as the Yankees, and our bullpen. It's not better. I mean... We got if it's Perkins equal, That's, that's bullpen, saying a lot. We got and Mark Equal vector coming is good. out of the bullpen. Have you seen Tony Stark and Steve So Rodgers you're basing it on
12: year? you think your lineup's better than the Yankees?
5: I think it's just as good. And I think our bullpen is better.
12: I guess he left. Oh, whatever. The bottom line is happen because you outpitch people. <laughs> <laughs> they rarely out- they rarely happen because you outslug people.
1: He like, dude, he, like, he, he didn't even know that you were listing off. He like, like, looked at the lineup from ten years ago, and he had no idea. <laughs> did you, did you hear the two names I threw out of the bullpen? Glenn Perkins and Tony Stark.
5: Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. Yeah. That's Iron Man and Captain America.
1: <laughs> and he's like,
7: he's like, New York. Know,
1: By the way, (laughs) you say your first player you listed was Trevor Plouffe.
5: (laughs) And he says, yeah, I understand that. (laughs) And
1: I say Trevor (laughs) Plouffe. he couldn't be bothered at all to care about the Twins. You can see the video of that, by
5: the way, at Score North on our Twitter account. I enjoyed that so much. It took everything I had not to just bust out laughing in the middle of that.
1: I give a How f- long were you on hold for? Like, did they screen you? Like an hour and 15 minutes. What? what? That- <laughs> I, know. I gave I up my lunch so break do- for this. So dudes sit on hold to talk to Mike Francesa for an <laughs> (laughs) Hour and 15 minutes, yes, in an hour and 15 minutes to to do what to be ignored,
5: (laughs) to be ignored by that man because he doesn't listen to a word that callers are saying. (laughs) If you watch the video, if you watch the video, you see me give a few glances at the camera like Jim from the office.
1: (laughs) He, li- he either didn't listen to a word you said, he didn't hear or he doesn't know who any of those Twins players or are. Or both. All of the above. I think it's all of the above. Amazing.
5: Amazing. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, watch the full oh. video if you
1: want. Uh it's
5: Robbie <laughs> calling in <laughs> <Princessa>. <laughs> Amazing. Oh god dang it. I should try again on Monday just to see if he
1: was paying attention yeah. to the series at all and actually learned any of the names. Dude, if you if you call <laughs> call back Monday, rattle off rattle off like other names though, like <laughs> yeah. let's let's go let's like Luke Hughes. <laughs> let's put a list together. I, by the way, I sat
5: down with Derek Wetmore and put together that roster that you heard me reel off right there. That was a that
1: was a team effort. I did that think, all by myself. Like you had floated a couple names, like what if I do this? And then at first you said uh, Tory Hunter. Like, That's too obvious. It's too obvious. Yeah. it's got to be more subtle than yeah. that. Yeah, I got Glenn in there. <laughs> <laughs> Our closer, Glenn Perkins. Look <laughs> at <it> the closer. <laughs> Amazing! Dang it, that's hilarious. Oh man, Um, let's. You want to do like five minutes of Vikings here? Yes, because we just. This is the the the. We're by the way, thirty minutes exactly away from first pitch. Twins Yankees. The Twins keep running into the same damn brick wall. Will this be the year that the Minnesota Twins break through against the Yankees? And you can hear Twins postseason games right here on Score North. Score North on AM fifteen hundred, and we are going to be doing a live post-game show. We will take calls. It'll be a live edition of the Scorner Twin Show tonight with myself, Phil Mackey, Derek Wetmore, and also with Doogie from KSTP 5 Eyewitness News. And we will take your calls, and we will listen to you. We promise to listen to your phone calls. We so have the number <laughs> written down, 651-646-8255. We're super pumped for this. Is it cool if
5: Rob from Minnesota calls? Yes. All right. 100% yes. <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> so, all right, you found and I have and I have not you just basically tipped me off to this and said do you want it beforehand or do you want it live on the on the the, the show mm-hmm. and I said give oh, it to man. me live on the show i i'm an idiot i closed out the story and now you can't find and it and now i can't find it
5: i had it just a second ago and i didn't i didn't even mean to close it out i my, a slip of the finger on well, my well uh, the
1: first part of it the first part of it is worthy there's a CFL quarterback that apparently is generating some, I'll some have buzz. It, I'll have do you guys it want second. the audio?
0: I have the audio. Oh, you have it's the audio. from his radio show up in Canada. Yes, okay. It's Even on, better. It's called the Bo Show it's on Sportsnet 960 yes. Calgary. Need to, do
5: we need to set this up at all? This, this is, I, ha- I actually just found the story. This is up. CFL yeah. QB Bo Levi Mitchell, who claims he worked out for the Vikings last year and turned down an opportunity to play for them.
1: In the office of a specific person there in Minnesota and, you know, I sit down after the workout, they tell me how much they like me and they're like, you know, hey, you know, why, why would you want to leave the CFL? And I was like, well, you know, I mean, it's my one opportunity to at the right age. Uh, You know, if I don't get the offers I want, the guarantee I want, I'm going to go back anyways and, and play there for, you know, as long as I can. And, uh, he was like, well, then what would you do here? Like, How can you help us win? And I was like, well, for one, I'm, I've never been anywhere in football and not won a championship as a starter. High school, uh, D1, D1AA, now here in the CFL. Everywhere I've ever been, I've won a championship. Within the first three years I've been there, I thought like, I can help you do that. I'm going to come in here. I'm going to take Kirk's job. And he was like, oh, no, 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 no. We don't want you to take Kirk's job. We want you to come in here, help him help him with his eyes, tell him what you see, do everything you can to make him a better quarterback, but we need a good quarterback for him. We don't want you to cause controversy. And at that moment I was like, well, I'm not signing with the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> That's interesting. And can I, so can I say that I actually don't disagree with the Vikings
5: I agree. philosophy? Honestly. I agree. I agree with you there. Well, I don't agree with the philosophy of no competition But I don't want a quarterback in that room who openly says, dude, I'm taking your job. And this guy seems like the type of guy who would say that not just come in and compete for the job, but openly tell Kirk Cousins, I'm here to take your job.
1: Yeah, because at the time of the conversation, and this was sometime in the last year, sometime before the season, obviously, Mm -hmm. right? At the time of the conversation, the Vikings are fully committed to two more guaranteed years and almost 60 million dollars of Kirk Cousins. And if you want to take, if you want to take what Bo Levi Mitchell, Bo Levi Mitchell, by the way, has been with Calgary, the Calgary Stampeders for for seven years, uh, he's been a starter there for the last five years, and he's fine. Like he completes sixty four percent of his passes in the CFL. All right, I mean, I mean, there's dudes completing seventy percent in the NFL, and uh, he throws a bunch of interceptions. He threw fourteen interceptions in eighteen games in the CFL last year. So this he's not. There's a he's twenty nine if. If you were a starting caliber NFL quarterback, you would be in the NFL by you now. You would have a job right now. Yes. Um, so that'd be another thing. Like, dude, you're a backup. You're in the CFL. You throw a bunch of picks in the CFL. You're a backup. The same thing I say about Teddy Bridgewater. Well, he doesn't throw picks. Sure, but he'd have a job. He's, he's concerned. Keep that up. I'll he's won, he's won two games in a row against top quality Ooh. opponents too. Ooh, what? wow. Oh, there, but but I can I can tell the the thing that people are going to correlate here is well that's. That's the reason why they got rid of Kyle Slaughter, right? And Kyle Slaughter's dad actually replied His to the story. His dad replied that... <laughs> with the,
5: uh,
1: I don't know, this is what
5: people call it, I don't know, surprised white guy gif. Yeah. That's what, and if you know the gif, you know exactly what I'm talking
1: about. Yeah. Surprised white guy. And so if, if, if let's, say, let's say the Vikings kept Sean Mannion over Kyle Slaughter because Kyle Slaughter was gunning for Kirk Cousins' job. Well, Kyle Slaughter is not even a backup on an NFL roster. So I don't need a guy who should be a backup at best. I don't need a guy who should be a backup gunning for a starting quarterback's job. So I'm fi- I'm actually fine with it, but I find it interesting that they're that that's fi- the way I'm that I'm fine they're-
5: with them turning him away because of the the attitude that he displayed. Again, I don't want a guy coming in and telling Kirk Cousins or even telling other people in the locker room, I'm taking that job. But I think on some level, competition should always be open. Yeah. On some level, if a kid shows a flash of something special in practice, at the quarterback position, and Mike Zimmer, Stefanski, Kubiak, they all sit down and they go, man, I'm as surprised as you are about this, what is his name? Uh, Bo Levi Mitchell. Bo Levi Mitchell, but guys, I think we might have something here. I think we might have a better quarterback than the guy we just gave a $28 million contract. You have to
1: explore that, don't you? Don't you you have to have an open mind to that? I'm exploring all options right now. But six months ago, the options I'm exploring are less. All right. If, if this goes south with Kirk, who can come in? Like, there are no. No, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm
5: saying, let's say, let's say it's Slower. just because it's a name people know. Let's say he shows some things in practice. He was apparently bad in practice, better in games. Let's say he showed some things in practice that that raised some eyebrows, that turned some heads among the yeah. coaching staff. And during the season, even before Kirk is struggling, you just go, we might have something better here. I didn't expect it. You didn't expect it. Yeah. But we might have something better here. I think then you I'm always
1: in. have to have an open mind to that. Then I'm in. But but Kyle Slaughter is not that. No. He's no, not no, that. No. But super interesting. And uh, good luck to Bo Levi-Michael finding that. I mean, now that Gardner Minshew has taken off, there might be hope for guys like Bo Levi. Seems like a confident yeah. young man. Good for him. We're going to wrap with Roycey and take you up to first pitch. Twins Yankees. They're doing uh, intros right now on the TCL 4K 55-inch Roku TV. Ryan Harper being introduced there. I think that was Ryan Harper. He's not even on the roster, though. Intros are happening. uh, I don't know about you. I
5: I love all the pageantry and ceremony of postseason baseball. The guys lining
1: up and getting introduced before the game. They're announcing everyone. I love it. Lamont Wade Jr. just got announced. I love it. Yeah, even guys who aren't even on the roster. We're going to be watching this game on our TCL TV here, and we're going to be watching the entire series on our TCL TV. We are super pumped for postseason baseball. We've been watching baseball all day on these things. We have a TCL TV uh, in the prep room, we've got one in the control room where Jonathan is right now. We have two of them here in the main studio. And TCL is the best combination of price, picture quality, sound quality, and connected options. you got 5,000-plus streaming channels and 500,000-plus TV show episodes and movies. There's Look at Sergio Romo. He just loves baseball, man. Does anyone love anything more than Sergio Romo loves baseball? No. So. Find someone who loves you the way Sergio Romo <laughs> loves baseball. <laughs> right. TCLUSA.com and any major local retailer in the Twin Cities. All right, welcome back. We're going to wrap with Royce here in just a second, but a quick Score North download. Two things of note. Score North on AM 1500 is your home for Twins Playoff Baseball. That's right. First pitch coming up here in just under 20 minutes. The on-field introductions are happening right now, and we're going to be live after the game with the Score North Twin show taking your calls tonight and tomorrow. Also... You better get in quick here because we are trying to give away $10,000 with our Bombus Away for 10K challenge. If you can correctly predict who hits the first playoff home run for the Twins, you'll be entered to win $1,000. If that first home run happens to be a grand slam, the prize jumps to $10,000. Here's how you enter download the free Score North mobile app, available for Apple or Android devices. Register on the app, it'll prompt you. And number three, Enter through Listener Rewards. It's that easy. Bombus away for 10k. Judd is uh, out in the Bronx right now. He's at Yankee Stadium in the press box. Patrick Roycey, if you're a baseball fan and you've been following the Twins, uh, this is a this is a pretty fun night to have an actual series back in the mix for the first time in nine years.
9: Yeah, it is. It's uh and it's uh, I it, uh, the degree of curiosity is greater than it's been in a long time. Yes, <laughs> it is. back then cuz you you knew the Yankees were better than you and you were going to have something good was going to have to happen. <laughs> I think it's all on the young man who takes the hill today. If he's uh if he's calm and throws like he can, Barrios, the uh, Twins have a very good chance to win if he goes out there and throws up on his shoes and goes uh, 3 and 1 on everybody and uh is uh, cutting off his delivery and hanging that breaking ball, hey, he's going to get massacred and then uh you know, then all hell breaks loose.
5: What kind of leash do you think they have on him? Do you think they yank him before
9: even a chance yeah, for all hell to they break loose? I short leash with him. They got 12 pitchers and they're going to have to give him a run. They're going to have to let him try. I mean, he's he's their guy. They got two starting pitchers. They're going into a series with two starting pitchers that they uh you know, that they have relied on all year. And I, I don't think it's going to be he gets in trouble in the second he's out. I mean, if it's awful, yes. But uh, if he gives up two in the first and one in the second, he's still going to be in there.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I just, at, at this point, we've we've played the same story out for over 15 years. It's just, at the very least, it's time for a different version of the story, right? Like, I don't know, if the Yankees sweep the Twins, what are you supposed to say on Tuesday? It's just... Flip, flip the script. Well, at time.
9: I think in this case, uh, in the you know that you're not going in with all the weapons that got you here because you don't have Pineda, who was your best pitcher and uh, best team pitcher, and uh, you know that to me is as big a kick in the shins as any team's taken since Liriano, you know, in '06. Now he certainly wasn't Liriano, but. Uh, You know that's uh, you're losing your number one starter, so then you only have three, and then all of a sudden your reliance on Barrios is uh, greater than it's ever been. I'm very curious about what we're going to see from him tonight. I have no idea. The talent is there, whether the uh, the mind is there or not. I'd heard a couple three weeks ago they were very reluctant to pitch him in Game One because of they of his nerves, but they got to a point where they really don't have any choice. So we'll see. Yeah. I'm interested. Why the hell is Gonzalez playing left and Rosario right? So, judge when,
1: actually judges when, judges texted me about that. He talked to somebody uh, when he was down in the clubhouse. I'm just I'll just read you guys his response. So he said Rosario is in right field because this is a weird right field and the Yanks go opposite field a lot, and so the Twins trust Rosario more in right field if it's more active out there. But, um, but
9: left field is bigger. Yeah. You know, left field is bigger in Yankee Stadium than it is. It might not be trickier, but it's bigger. But, yeah, they do have some – they do go the other way. That's, you know, Judge – unfortunately, when Judge uh, goes the other way, unless Eddie's got himself a uh, rocket ship to go up in the air about 30 feet, I don't think that uh, that's going to make much difference. But uh, most of the times they go to right field, it's uh, it's 375 feet, which is 10 feet over the fence. So,
5: anyway – Pat, I don't know if you caught. Write that down today, but I uh, I predicted. Uh, well, I'll just give you the, the the least harmful of my predictions. Vikings lose on Sunday. How much hell breaks loose in Mankato if the Vikings lose to the Giants on Sunday? Well, Mankato or, uh... I, yeah,
9: I think they win, but oh, there will be uh, plenty of uh, hell breaking loose uh, if if that or Winter happens. Yeah, uh, winter part, whatever it is. Well, not TCO, park, TCO, whatever, PC whatever now, we yeah. call it now. Egan, I call Egan. it Egan. Whatever, easy part. Mm-hmm. Egan. Well, all kinds of hell breaks loose and. uh I, uh, anything happened out there today? I didn't really pay attention. I was watching well, baseball and doing something
5: else. Stephon Diggs, uh, we learned, was fined and uh, because he apparently it was apparently an inexcused uh, absence from practice a couple of days ago, so and his, his status about, for Sunday is, is up in the air.
9: About being ill was not uh, taken by the club huh?
5: either. That or he didn't tell anybody he was ill before he got in his car and went home. One of those two things.
9: Okay, Thielen. Uh, Thielen has a lot of guts blaming something like that on the media. When, oh my God! Uh, you know you're. Your damn near all-pro wide receiver doesn't show up for practice. That's uh, that's not a media story. That's a that's a you story, buddy.
1: Yeah, it's. And by the way, Adam Thielen, who stood up there on Sunday and expressed yeah. his frustration and used the word frustrated, and Stefan Diggs, when asked about the trade rumors, said, "There's truth to all rumors." And then at one point, <laughs> deferred to his
9: agent, like, "Okay, yeah. everything's fine." <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We've heard him in the past, but we've, uh, we haven't really heard him when he's kind of freelance talking where he's really goofy, have yeah. <laughs> No. It's an it's, uh, it's interesting situation, to say the least. All right, we My got- Cardinals are going down the tubes here to Atlanta. Flaherty uh, gave up a two-run homer to Duvall. Uh, and this Fulton Navitz, or whatever his name is, didn't give a run in nine and seven innings. My goodness.
1: So. Hey Pat, 30 seconds to go. What does your gut tell you about the series? Twins Yankees?
9: Uh, Yankees in four probably. But uh let me I, I'd like to be able to tell you after tonight after the third inning tonight. I'd like after right. I watch Burrios for uh, three innings. I'd like to be able to tell you. Right.
1: So, all right. All right. Well, we'll see, see what you, happens. Guys. We'll talk to you Monday, Pat. All right. All right. That's wrapping with with Roycey. Here we go. Let's go. I'm so pumped for Let's this. Let's go. If they give up five runs in the first inning, it's going to be. I you know what? Buzz I mean, it
5: would be a bit of a buzz kill, but I wouldn't count the Twins out. No, wind blowing you. from left to right. Well, that happened the other way These around. These two lineups,
1: they, yeah. gave, they they actually were up three nothing and a chance to score two more in the first inning two years ago, and then the Yankees jumped them. So yeah, this is it. Twins and Yankees, round one, two, three, four, round six or fight number six, and you can hear it just on the other side of this next break. Play by play home of. Twins baseball in the postseason, score north on AM 1500. And we will be live with a special edition of the Score North Twin Show later tonight. Myself, Derek Wetmore, and Doogie. See you guys.